When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, guess what time it is? It's the Grolic Saves the World time. All right, the Grolic Saves, saves the, world. the World. That's right. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. We're getting big. Our worries, our mix has passed the cake. Well, the Grolic Saves the World. We're getting big. Our worries, our mix has passed the cake. Well, the Grolic Saves the World. We're getting big. Our worries, our mix has passed the cake. Well, the Grolic Put the kids to bed, crack open a bottle, a nice red wine, preferably something with notes of dick jokes. It's Grolic Saves the World time. <laughs> My it. name is Adam Caton Holland. I'm Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orbidal. Well, wait, and I'm wow. trying new stuff up front, guys. Uh, I'm I, trying to get catchphrases going. Everyone's in their car right now on the way to work. There's nobody <laughs> putting their kid to bed. Put your earbuds in. <laughs> And and recline in the front seat and crack a bottle. It's Grolic Saves the World. If you don't know, this is the pod, the podcast where through your earbuds, as Adam said. Is that what I said? Yes. You, you said, said earbuds. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of works. Reclining. We, uh, we take on <laughs> passive aggressive challenges aimed at helping ourselves and, and just by association, hopefully the world around us. Uh, and uh, last, a couple episodes ago, um, you, I want to, I'm just, I've got a challenge. I'm just going to say it right up the top. Whoa, I've been okay, stewing. this is fun. No, 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 I've been stewing. It's not Coming fun. in hot. You all took a shot over the bow at me with mm-hmm. the roller coaster challenge, trying to put me in my place, targeting my fears, because you know I'm afraid of roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It was great. One of our, one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. A- and yeah. in our defense, we could just throw darts blindly Odds are we hit one of your fears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys know I'm very <laughs> stable mentally. I don't understand yeah. why I'm one of the most, I'm brave. A lot of people call me brave. <laughs> That's brave. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You even said it in a pretty brave uh, a lot way. Of people have said, <laughs> What's your guys' favorite Brave heart. <laughs> um, no, I, I, so Adam, I felt like though after I went back and I listened to this episode, you were very much the aggressor. You came in <laughs> hot at me. Adam came in so Adam came in like it was prepared and he was reading it off of a podium. <laughs> you should have seen me pacing in my office before we recorded that day. I was just rehearsing. I needed to nail it and I feel like I did. You did. Well, I would like to return the favor. Oh great. Uh, oh joy. Cool. We'll go on roller coasters again. No big yeah, deal. Let's go on the roller coaster. <laughs> no. No, because all Adam all that's gonna happen if we do that again, Adam's gonna show up hungover, ride one roller coaster, and almost barf on all of us because he's so hungover. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I've improved. I won't ride roller coasters hungover at ten AM anymore. <laughs> See, that's growth, Adam. And and I like to Thank see you. that the podcast is already having it's working. It's it's he's changing, and thus mm-hmm. his neighborhood is changing. And I like right. that. Um well, 
as you know, Halloween is coming up. It's right around the corner. And when this episode comes out, uh, it'll come out a couple days after Halloween. And there is just a, a, a tumnal energy in the air, Ben. I've been feeling that. I don't even need to look at it. You a can smell the wood I can tell. burning. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mostly from the fires in the mountains. But I'm, I'm just out in my front yard staring at the horizon, sort of processing the seasonal change. Yeah. It, well, and this is when you... <laughs> You go into like, your like you're in some sort of erectile dysfunction commercial, <laughs> just standing out there staring into the middle distance. I got my robe open. I'm grabbing the newspaper and I just stop and look. <laughs> so flaccid, he couldn't get it hard to be tried. Just ask your doctor if a Valrex is right for you. <laughs> flaccid as the limp leaves blowing by. <laughs> Evalrex is the best name. For... <laughs> How much? What? What dosage are you on of Evalrex now, Adam? Are you... I, I snort about seven fifty <laughs> mg's every morning before I get the paper. Before you go out, so before you go out I again. Go out. Well, you got to have a place to set the paper. <laughs> Half bat. Um, No, what I was thinking is uh, a lot of people who are listening to the show, what they don't know is that Adam is terrified of scary movies. He does not like horror movies, uh, not a big fan of horror movies and a particular genre. And uh, when we were doing Those Who Can't, if everybody saw it, we did a horror movie episode each season because Andrew is such a big fan of it. I myself love the genre. Joey Slayman, who was one of our writers for two seasons, amazing human being. She's a big horror movie fan. So we used to do it. But Adam was not very well versed on the genre because he does not like them. They legitimately scare him. It's not true at all. I have a film degree from Wesleyan University. I took horror and science fiction and seen a ton of movies. I know the history of horror films. <laughs> I don't really appreciate this sort of simplistic approach to my knowledge Adam, of you're ruining the challenge. My <laughs> opinion on the genre, Ben, it's in form. Well, but they do. You do think they're scary. Film degree aside, <laughs> I, I, I love I love horror movies, but I have not seen the the amount that you guys have because there's certain ones that I just feel are like maliciously cruel. There's nothing clever going on. They're just like here's some horrific shit. I don't know, designed to gross you out. It doesn't it doesn't take you on an engaging ride. It's just like horror for horror's sake. Like they're just trying to do it as base as possible, and that's what I fucking don't like. And I know I'm exposing my weak spots here, but like the hills have <laughs> eyes of the worlds and like shit like that. I don't want anything to do with that. But uh, give me a fucking shining. Give me the exorcist. And these are like some really good, well-made horror movies. I fucking love. Them. Yeah, that's but at. that's not what we're going to do today. <laughs> so um, and that's fun. I just more want to make you uncomfortable. Uh, and, um, being, you know, our schedules right now are pretty crazy with us all traveling and doing shows and whatnot. I think what we do is, uh, we each, uh, give a horror movie that we think is truly terrifying and scary and would scare another person in this group. Uh, and we sit down and watch them and you have to. And then we come back and we report our thoughts on the film and uh, how you felt about it. Wait, so we, like each, we each give a movie, like I get to give one as well to you guys? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then Fuck Andrew yeah, and yeah, I yeah. will, uh, uh, you know, clearly uh, be trying to aim this at you, Andrew. So- to uh, make it well, I have genre, I have a genre of horror movies that I don't like either. In fairness, in fairness to Adam, and I think maybe Ben should reveal his scariest genre as well. My most 
uh, or I guess I should say least favorite horror genre is the home invasion genre where something is happening inside the house. I always had nightmares about that as a little kid. I had like a recurring nightmare where I would hear someone coming up the stairs and it was all dark and, uh, I was like looking through the the railing on my bunk bed. There was like this little slat where I could see the doorway of my room and the door would just very slowly creep open. And there would just be like the silhouette of a person there in the doorway. I would have that dream all the time. Your dad, he'd finally come home. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he He got those cigarettes in Chile and (laughs) he said they were worth it. Um, but I would have that recurring nightmare, and I do not like home invasion shit. That's my least favorite genre. I it hear that. I gives hear that. me the the genuine willies, particularly because after the movie, the movie's off. It's nighttime. You all have seen my house. My house is a horror movie set, ready to go. Hey, need yes. to shoot a creepy slasher? I I have your set. No <laughs> no art department needed. Bring in the cameras. Let's roll it. Um, it's a creepy property at yeah, night but it's most people, real dark they watch and real quiet movies, they go to the house of the victim not of the person perpetrating the crime and that's what <laughs> your house is clearly um mine is probably the more realistic feeling ghost or haunting thing where it feels realistic like uh, that are like the paranormal activity stuff where it yeah, even presents movie, it like it's first real paranormal activity freaked me out. I didn't see it. It looked too scary there. Uh, I confessed. <laughs> I confess. Yeah, I, but I asked I my coworker like, like a little kid in third grade. I asked my coworker for all the details. So I really got to soak it in vicariously uh, as I made them painstakingly describe it to me. <laughs> Can we, do we have to give a movie that we feel is good like are you are you gonna just throw me a schlocky gore fest and be like i think the goal is to be like like, this is a scary movie especially where ben is concerned ben i think is the most i don't think of ben as a fiction guy in general he just seems to enjoy you know documentaries and uh books uh, non-fiction books so i think he's the most immune to horror fiction so none of it the goal I mean, should honestly, be him being like I that like fucked it. me up that I, scared me if it if it, if i like watch something i'm not i i like ghost stories i i saw a ghost when i was younger and i oh wait, here we wait, go wait a minute you saw a ghost? talk about bearing the lead what are you talking about yeah i saw a ghost when i was i was i remember we got time Okay, that was your dad coming home. <laughs> he went to Venezuela to get guy. cigarettes. I don't, boy, guy. I like your father's Latin pension. Guys. I like where they're going. Well, they have a taste for fine Latin American tobaccos. Um, so growing up, um, I lived on on a hill. Did the hill have eyes? <laughs> I lived on a hill, and the house next door to me. <laughs> sat, sat um, one level below. So my second story window looked into their attic window and their attic was not finished. It was an old farmhouse, as most of them in Maine are. And it was very close. Our houses were only like, you know, maybe 25 feet apart, our two windows. And my brother was taking a bird watching unit yes. uh, during over the summer for an earth science class. And so he had field glasses and I used to take them 
And in the morning, one morning, I was looking out my window, out of my bedroom window. You were peeping. You were peeping. peeping, Let's cut the bullshit. Looking around the neighborhood. (laughs) And as I traced across the back across my yard, and I came upon the attic window of my neighbor's house. And it's it's an old farmhouse. And the, the pane, one of the panes is knocked out. The top right corner is knocked out. And when I pass by, as I'm sweeping by, I see a face looking out at me. And I come back and I stop through binoculars at like very close distance. There is a man's face staring out the window. I remember it vividly. He had a beard. He had a uh, I couldn't see his eyes because they were shadowed. They were very dark. I started tearing up because it was staring out. And then I pulled the glasses down. I wiped my eyes. I put the binoculars back and it was still there staring at me. And then I remember it did this thing where it turned, but very quickly, like it went rip like that. And it was sideways. And now it was the side of his head and it walked away from the window from that empty pane. This is not, uh, there's no glass in this pane. And he walked away and that was it. And so the, after that, I went to my neighbor's house cause they had kids that lived next door that were my age. And I went and I was like, is, uh, is your dad in the attic? I saw your dad in the attic staring at me cause I was looking out the window and he looked mad and they were like, no, my dad leaves for um, work early in the morning. He worked at bath iron works so he leaves at like 6 a.m. And I'll never forget. It's seared in my memory. Damn, this face. Dude. And that's Yikes. the only time I've ever seen anything like that. Spooky. But it creeped me out. I've got that s- was his uncle Johnny, who's just crashing there for a little while. <laughs> in the unfinished attic. It's cold up there, but Johnny's a thick boy. And it's summertime. It was, uh, but... It's the maybe it's one of those spider uh, Spider Man situations. That's a real thing. This this fucking guy lived in these people's attic for years and See, would come down terrifying. at night and eat their food and shit. This has happened multiple times. People hiding in people's attics. They have no idea it's happening, and they come down. Could have been I go that up there situation. all the time. Katie thinks I'm gone. I'm just up there. <laughs> Just cranking seven fifties uh. of the Valtrex or whatever down and <laughs> whatever. Well, I know what movie I'm gonna pick for Ben, okay. and it's one okay. that I need to go make because Ben's given us some really yeah. specific stuff. Andrew, Andrew and I are gonna make a film for Ben to scare the shit out of my neighbor in the window. Andrew, do you, do you have your movie in mind? Yeah, I got a few. Do you want something that's like genuinely fucked up or? Not so much that. I want not genuinely <laughs> fucked up. I want scary, but not genuinely fucked up. I hate when it's like close-ups on gore and cutting okay, open so and Andrew, evisceration and shit. He's so that, you, so we got to get that. <laughs> so Adam has to watch the entire series of The Nick, uh, uh, which was... Okay, okay. But you guys both have to watch Dave Matthews Band Live from Central Park, the DVD. Cool and <laughs> fucked up. I'm not watching that. Yes, you are. That's the movie I pick. <laughs> All three and a half Terrifying. hours. Dave Terrifying and Dave fucked up. Dave was feeling it that night. Mm, I'm already pee-peed. Um, <laughs> I made tinkies. Adam, uh, okay, well, let's go around then. I'll, I'll start. How about that? So Wait, we can't do uh, Dave Matthews then. Can't do Dave Matthews. No, I mean, that's just it's too, too scary. Up and I, I have to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. 
I have to play play while you sleep. I do. I have to look my band members in the eyes again, and I I don't know that I'll be able to do that after watching. Musicianship. No, seriously. Do, do you guys have something in mind? I've now got that some in talking? mind. I've got some in mind. So who wants to go first? I can go first. I, I've got so Adam. Are you good? I've got one. I've all got right. One. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Andrew, but I don't what, like what, this challenge. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> I'm just going to recommend my favorite horror movie, Pound for Pound. All, it's still my, my favorite horror movie. It's got it's got everything I like in a horror movie. Everyone I've ever shown it to has agreed that it's scary. Uh, it's called The Descent. Have you seen The Descent? I have not. I have not seen that The Descent. That is a good one. I have not seen The All Descent. Right. So if you need to borrow it, I have it on disc. <laughs> have it on my porch by yeah. morning. I'll be in the yard flaccid. <laughs> Guys, if I could just real quick side note, congrats to us for almost hitting 50 episodes with a thousand percent battering average on dick jokes in our episodes. I am so proud of us. Well yep. done. Yep. Okay. Who's going next? <laughs> Adam, go ahead. Not one or two, but scary movie three with the Waynes brothers is my no skin. Oh, Adam, we're talking <laughs> this film degree at Wesleyan is paying. It's terrifying. You, you can did see your thesis. You did your thesis on the scary movie series. I and did, and then I how wrote it... a rejected script. Uh, <laughs> the Exorcist is one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, we've movies seen of all time. Everyone's seen that. Have you seen The Exorcism of Emily Rose? I have not. I have not seen, seen that one. That. It's fucking terrifying. All right. And I, and I enjoy, I don't know, I like that that genre. Exorcisms is a good one for me. It looks scary. That's what I like is, I, I, I do like based on true stories, like because that adds another layer of, of just making it so much more scary. Oh, yeah, totally. When you see that at the beginning, you're like, right. ooh, buckle up. This is an unpopular opinion, but I think Exorcist 3 is scarier than the other two of them. That it's movie, a scary I movie. I think, do not get pound me wrong. for pound, Exorcist 3 has some of the creepiest shit the old lady crawling on the ceiling and that that nurse walks out of the hallway and the fucking uh, yeah. wrapped up in sheets comes out with that head chopper. Th- oh, yeah. still still gives me goosebumps. I haven't seen it in fucking 30 years. But to me, the Exorcist one was so scary because it like straddled that line at the beginning of feeling very real and it and mostly because i grew up catholic and you were told that this could happen to anybody um i'm gonna throw for mine a little bit of a curveball in this i'm gonna pick one that even i haven't seen but i've just heard is scary and intense you're really going out there and it's it's a weird one i don't know that a lot of people have seen it but i read reviews and i've wanted to see it and i figure we'll all watch it together right so this is one that none of us have seen uh, I imagine it's a movie called Gaia G A I A. Oh, I saw the trailers for this. Uh, yeah, this nope. looks like a good one. Yes. I've not heard of this or seen it. So neither yeah. have I, I've seen the trailer. I read the reviews on it and I was like, I want to see this. Uh, and so I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench. I'm not going to pick one, uh, that, that, because I wanted to throw the human centipede at Adam, but which is just like you would. That's something that you would so do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, give us a bonus that you've seen and that you're like, this is scary. I go as all the way back to Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two, an old one, and I like it because there was full bush in it. And wow. Jesus Christ, 
The scariest part of this episode is you right yeah. now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, have you ever seen the prom night movies? No. Oh my God. You're out of your mind. <laughs> no, you are ben. out of we're your very, mind. We're very much within our mind. God. <laughs> 1987, and it was a good year for showing a quaff crotch. Man, did I love those. I've seen all the Hello, Mary Lou movies, the prom night You movies. are a character from one of these movies, and mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. You're going down Fair first. You're, cha- you're chasing skirt. You're getting murdered soon. That's was, how this works. Exactly. Mm-hmm. USA Up All Night's finest. Yeah, I would stay up with Rhonda Shears and watch this stuff. Shout uh, out to Rhonda Shears in prison for seven putting up with love you, Ron. <laughs> Ron. Is the name Duh. Rhonda Shears or Ron Da Shears? No, Rhonda Shears. You don't remember Rhonda Shears from USA's Up All Night? You don't no. remember? Oh God! I, tell, I don't. I didn't have a Ron TV. Is not let a alone. Ron is not. I thought that was your buddy, Ron yeah. Shears. <laughs> no, Rhonda <laughs> Shears. How do you not remember? How do you not remember USA Up All Night? It was great. I do. I just don't remember the host's name like you. <laughs> she used to go, it's USA Up All Night. She had this like, uh, all right. yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. all right. We've got our challenge. We're going to watch The Descent. We're going to watch The Exorcism of Emily Rose. We're going to watch Gaia. This will be great, and I'm terrified, and Katie's thrilled. If you care about spoilers, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of these movies. So you might want to pause the pod, watch... Uh, six to eight hours of movies and then restart it. And uh, you can be familiar with what we're talking about. Otherwise, we're going to get right into these movies yep. over the break. If you want to check out our Patreon, we have all kinds of perks on there. Uh, you can get a private message directly from Ben. Yep. Everyone wants that. You can get a birthday shout out. Uh, there's Patreon exclusive merch on there. All kinds of cool stuff. Check it out over the break if you like. That's patreon.com slash saves. Yep. All right, let's listen to some live stand-up comedy from our live show that is back on last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. One of our favorites is sure to be one of your favorites, Jordan Dahl. And when we come back, we're going to be scared. Properly terrified. (laughs) So we'll see you shortly. Stay tuned. For those of you who aren't comedians, there's a space between jokes where... um, uh, laughter doesn't exist and you're all alone and you'll never see your family again and, uh, and in that space people will say really dumb shit in an attempt to get to the next joke and my favorite one of those that I've ever heard was there was a guy he's an older comic and he's telling some joke and he's like he goes hey I'm getting older anybody else getting older? <laughs> yes literally everyone on the planet is growing older right now, sir. What the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make you sound like a stand-up comedian when you say that. It makes you sound like a vampire trying to fit in with humans by doing stand-up comedy. Like, you might as well come out and be like, is everyone else growing old at a normal human rate? Anyone else living a life unprolonged by dark forces as I am? You're losing them, Mikhail. <laughs> oh, why did the human woman start watching Blade 3 instead of continuing on with her quantum leap marathon? Because once you go blackula, you never go backula. All right. <laughs> 
Scott Bakula joke. <laughs> hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? (sighs) Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. Uh, we are back that's right and through the magic of podcasting give me something spooky like a creaky coffin opening yes producer ron shut the lights off guys let's giggle and hold hands yeah (laughs) let's say the name of our podcast five times in the mirror and see if ben shows up (laughs) don't do it (laughs) and see if ron doyle and his butt cut appear at your house <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, uh, what a what a bizarre week. We had to watch three horror movies. Uh, we each picked one. I picked Gaia. Adam picked uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And Andrew picked The Descent. So let me first ask you two, did you watch the movies? Yep. All three of them. Bruh, yes. And I yes. know That's, you're coming okay. from a place of having been pretty quiet in the old text thread over the last mm-hmm. spell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you did not watch all three, Ben. Whoa. You're going to say I didn't? I'm no, say I didn't. didn't. <laughs> I watched all three. I was quiet in the text thread because, uh, and I there's a story I told of just an insane trip. Oh, yeah, I talk had. about horror stories on our to Patreon. Ben has a story uh, that's real life. Pretty, pretty spooky. Yes, but no, I did watch all three movies, great, and great. I have opinions on all of them. It was just, it was just hard to believe to that you were keeping your opinions exactly. zipped up on the Truly in a bad situation, <laughs> you kept your opinions from us. That's unless, the first time that's happened in years. We should have welfare checked you. Unless I feel like I'm fighting for my survival. Right. <laughs> and, and again, it, I'm sorry you went through that. However, I was annoyed by your absence in the text thread. <laughs> Throw us a bone. It was suspicious to be sure. But now we know uh, how to cool Ben out just you know, uh, send yeah, some strangers knocking life. at his door at around 3.30. <laughs> okay, great, great. All right, let's take it movie by movie I, then. I, I just want to say this. I like Grolic's movie challenges. I oh, love yeah. doing Any excuse to watch uh, movies? I went above him. I went, not only watched these three movies, I went down the rabbit hole. I watched every movie that I had in my bucket list that I thought w- was too scary, that I, like, avoided. I watched Dude, them all. I t- Day three, Orvidal's like, done. You guys want to come over and watch this movie? Want to watch this movie? I was like, yeah, Jesus, dude. No, I don't want to. Co- I don't even come over to, like, not watch movies. <laughs> like, why would I? Yeah, I don't want to come over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a this was a fun challenge. I too, I I have an honor, a couple honorable mentions of horror movies that I watched as well. On top of that, um, but I think we should start. I think we should just take a look, uh, just go around and start with a movie. Um, and I, I guess maybe, I mean, I I I can pick the order if you want, but I guess. 
my my suggestion let's start with the exorcism of sure. emily Rose. because sure. it's not a horror movie nor a scary movie so that's a why good one to kick it off well i i think andrew's got i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that andrew has thoughts uh this was this came out in like what it's 2005 and i remember when this movie came out the trailers did make it look really scary the trailers centered on the uh the movie's main uh scary scene of Emily Rose having an episode and seeing all these melty faces back in 2005 this CGI was considered passable and the trailer looked scary <laughs> and uh they did a good job with the marketing for the movie also, the movie uh, did the tried and true trick of being like, oh, this is a true story. This is actually true. Oh, want to be extra scared. This is true. So I remember the uh, the marketing campaign leaned into that as well. That is what fucking scares me. Any other horror movie, like it's a fiction and it's this insane like, OK, and then there's these monsters that live in this hillside. Like, OK, fine. What a fun farce when it's based somewhat in reality i'm like now i'm fucking scared because yeah, but, but, but here's, here's the, problem. the problem oh yes exactly <laughs> come on Andrew, come at me <laughs> christian boys tell me the problem the problem is atheist boy that that this i unfortunately read the actual like the story of the real emily rose and it is, is her name's not emily rose she's from no. germany yeah, and it's horrifically sad. This was a very, like, quite clearly a mentally, mentally ill, Ill per sure. person. So sure. the movie, if you're not familiar with the movie, we will spoil all these movies for you. But this movie is presented like a courtroom uh, case. First of all, this movie is the most early aughts flavor yeah, I've seen no, jammed sure. into a movie in a all long, long time. those martinis at the, like, lawyer bar. Yeah. You're like, okay, I can do without this. And the I weird a long time ago, and, and some of those things have not that, aged well at all. I was like, where hey, is this courtroom? This does not Adam, seem like a courtroom. Adam, your dad's a lawyer. Where is his martini bar that <laughs> yeah. they all... Party deck, Coors Field. He gets thrown out in most games. <laughs> uh, but in, this movie is presented like a, a courtroom battle and it goes back and forth between the prosecutor and defense i will say that this framing was really interesting at first i liked i like a good courtroom uh case movie and it and it presents it shows you uh like oh this is emily rose being possessed and it looks scary but then the prosecution is like oh no here's what really happened and it would show the same scene but like more restrained and without uh, the uh, the demonic uh, the bells and whistles. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. actually an interesting uh, a framing for this movie. I'm into it. And then halfway through the movie, they abandoned that interesting framing and they're like, no, it's just real. She's just possessed. And then it becomes not interesting because it's not so scary. You, you preferred it when it was a few good priests yeah. is, <laughs> is what it should have been called. I thought it, it was, it, I thought that was an interesting uh, take on it. And then instead it turned into this, uh, utter hogwash of that she's actually possessed and she suffered on purpose so that she would be like some kind of spiritual beacon and they just wanted her story told uh which ironically enough the filmmakers if, if that was true for the person who died in 1976 that the movie's based on they changed everything about her so they did not tell her story they told <laughs> A fictional person named Emily Rose's story. Um, my, my favorite part is when I'm listening to the prosecution's argument in the movie, I'm listening to it and I'm like, great work, great work. Then the defense comes 
with the absolute most, what would go down as the worst representation, <laughs> if it were real, in courtroom history. Like, she just is like, I'll lean into the fact this is all dog shit. Those closing arguments were insane. Listen, like the- you can't stop Laura Linney. You can only hope to contain her. <laughs> she took a fucking risk, and it was poignant, and it was it, you felt for that girl. The positives to the movie, uh, what's her face? Uh, Jennifer Carpenter, the the the, the She went the on to be in Dexter. Yeah. Dexter. Yeah. yeah. She was she great. was good. She was good in it. Yeah. I thought like Did you not okay, I I all of these are valid concerns. Weren't the exorcism scenes and when she's possessed and walking around college and they're showing it from the church's perspective or whatever, those are fucking terrifying. And it, I found the setting of a college campus to be a very good horror setting to watch those things, like those that's because your time dorms. on at college was a horror show. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was very um, scary. If the movie Sorry. had taken place there and been her that story of like her being possessed and everything, uh, I think yeah they could have cobbled together something pretty scary. Since the movie was presenting it like, is it this or this? They kind of like muted their own scare factor when she's seeing all of the the melty faces and the dead faces because you're already skeptical of it because the movie has set you up to be skeptical of it instead of it just being like, check it out. She's like experiencing this. Also, like I said, the CGI has aged poorly and it was hard to be uh, particularly affected. My my problem is two prong one. You're 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 making a movie about an exorcism. You're already trudging, like wading into an area where, to me, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, The Exorcist, the original Exorcist, yeah. and even Number Two, are absolutely terrifying movies. Number One to me was scary because the beginning of it is so subtle, and the the like the way it's shot and grainy and dark. And to me, the other part is if you're gonna make an exorcism movie lean into the supernatural part yeah, of it. I hear Don't that. raise the specter that this person could be legitimately mentally ill or keep because, that throughout the movie to make it interesting and present yeah, both. Yeah, exactly. But when you abandon it and you just try to convince me, I'm already like, no, she's just sick. Yeah. Like, and, this and is it really just plays sad. like, a pro Christianity propaganda film that my mom would make me watch when I come to visit. <laughs> it is like the takeaway from that movie is a, a staunchly. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised Kirk Cameron didn't have a fucking cameo in this movie. Holy fucking shit. Give me a fucking break. Uh, the scariest part for me in the movie was when she was lying on her dorm room floor, all contorted and her boyfriend like leaned in uh, and she was lying there. That was that was the that most was so effective scary. scene in the movie, I think. I, the other one that the, oh, sorry. Well, no, there were just two things. Like we watched it in the mountains, which was a terrifying idea. And I watched several of these movies in the mountains, and like it got cold that night. We turned on the heat in our house, which is like floorboard heat. So I, I and there's a detail in that movie where at 3 a.m. the clock that's when the the demons come out and they smell burning. So like we turn those things on, and it's that old. <laughs> you can smell the heat, and I was just I was. Creeped out in the mountains, being like, I, sm- I'm I love smelling that. Well, we creeped you out a little bit. It did none yeah. of that for me. Yeah, it didn't creep. I went creep straight to analytical mind and was like, this poor child, and that priest should be fucking lost. Ex- exactly up. the exonerating of that priest. Like, no, that priest was actually a good guy, and it, it also like dovetailed with our modern 
uh, climate of uh, turning your back on science, turning your back on established medical professional advice. (laughs) And in this movie, they put these doctors on the stand who are like, yes, I am. I have this degree and I'm saying that this person needed this. And the movie's like, Oh, are you going to believe this guy or this poor priest who we've got locked up? And it's like, no, I want to believe these, this fucking doctor. What are you kidding me? And then they brought the counter expert of like an anthropologist who talked about global exorcisms and how it is a cultural phenomenon. I'm like, well, there's proof. Irrefutable. <laughs> like, I don't know. Also, on a side note, why are these demons always carjacking just like young women? Why not the president? Why not? Why don't you like... They always pick like a teenage girl, you know, who lives in a farmhouse in the middle of the. Yeah. yeah like, like what's the I guess what's the end game for this demon? Satan, other than you're you're picking a rusty speaker there, <laughs> bud. You'd, you'd be best to yeah, go anyway. more high profile. Maybe Barry Bonds during that record breaking season. Was, <laughs> yeah. Right. Was yeah. A demon. That's a guy who had a pulpit. That's why That's his head got so a, big. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's rate I'll, it out of out of uh, out of screams out of five screams. I give exorcism of Emily Rose one scream. It was not scary. Wow. The while lowest. I was watching it, I was like, oh, maybe I could like show this to Amelia because she's been high on horror movies. And by the end, I was like, Amelia would not think this is scary and she would be irritated that I showed her this. So one out <laughs> Adam, of five. Adam, I agree. It wasn't as scary as I remember it. However, I found the exorcism stuff scary as fuck so i'm gonna go two and a half to three screams i the there the contortion scenes and the scene where they come in and she's bouncing between her knees and her feet and hitting her face on the wall the other one too where she's frozen and they pick her up totally like yeah stuck, and lean her against like the a board. wall yeah yeah that that was weird because of those scenes were effective to me i will give it Two out of five Cradle of Filth albums. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. What's next? Let's go with my choice. We'll go with Gaia. Oh, uh, the vegan propaganda film? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, tip of the cap to Ben for choosing a movie that he hadn't seen. I like that. That was a I wanted a cool us to move. all go in with a new one. And, and the trailer I was spooky. Seen, they cut together yeah. a genuinely spooky trailer. I'm not entirely sure. Like... I wouldn't necessarily rate Gaia uh, as a, a horror movie. I would say it's more suspense it was a horror, thriller. I think it was a horror movie. It had a supernatural element, and it most definitely had body horror aspects of mushrooms and plants growing on people and uh, scary psychological visions and people being consumed by a fungus and killed. And boobs. It was a horror movie. And monsters, It was definitely yeah. a, a category. And that a weird movie. creature sound, like... Yeah, so that's like in every horror movie, a weird creature. I think it is a South African movie. Uh, yeah, which it is why it explains the weird vibe the where they're newest. like, we're rangers in a jungle full of dangerous shit. And it's the newest out of all of them. Yeah. I felt like it wasn't a, a, a horror as well. I mean, I guess it did hit all these, tick all these boxes. It felt more like a sci-fi uh, suspense movie. And mm. like this weird parable about like a cautionary, this is where society might be heading if we're not careful type of thing yeah and and the other thing that i liked is the one one thing that stuck with me is that there were some really cool shots Dude, like they the did a good shot. job for being a 
it seemed like a, a moderately a low budget low. movie. I thought they did a good job with the atmospherics and they used the sound design really well, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, just to recap it, uh, there are two rangers patrolling some sort of, I'd presume, African um, kind of forest jungle. And they get separated and one uh, gets injured and she gets taken in by two extreme survivalist types, I guess I would call them. They're living in a very primitive lifestyle in this forest. And uh, then a pers- it just a bunch of like spooky stuff uh, kind of snowballs after that. There's these uh, mushroom-like creatures. If you've ever played the very popular game The Last of Us, the creatures in this movie are lifted almost whole cloth from that video game to the point where I'd be surprised if they don't get sued by them. But... Uh, uh, yeah, there's these fungal creatures that are blind and they like click to echolocate where uh, yes. the humans are. That's exactly like uh, the enemies in The Last of Us, which is about to be an HBO series. So if you'd like to see a prequel to the HBO series, The Last of Us, <laughs> enjoy Gaia. Um, I actually I actually did enjoy Gaia. I thought it was really interesting. It held my attention the whole time. I thought the guy who played the father was like fantastic. Yeah, he did. He was very intense. I didn't like the performance of the the main uh, the woman. I was she was Mom. fine. She was fine, but uh, part of the problem for me was that it was not. It was unclear what her motivation was. Like uh, immediately, you'd be like, yeah. she wants to leave, right? But then she doesn't seem that intent on leaving this very sketchy situation, even after seeing her fellow ranger consumed by fungus yet still alive, um, you would think she'd be immediately like, I need to go back to the city. Take me there, please. My survival. Well, she couldn't leave because she became mommy girl. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it quickly gets weirdly blurry, but I feel like they could have crystallized her intentions a little bit more because it's just and then she will randomly at at points later in the movie be like we're leaving like let's go uh i don't know i just kind of felt like she was kind of inhabiting a pretty wishy-washy space but yeah the 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 guy uh, baren was suitably very unnerving uh from the moment we see him um it was also a great twist in the first 10 minutes. You're fearing these survivalist guys. You think they're the foe. And then, nope, so they're fearing something far greater, which is just a nice, yeah. hard twist. And they don't right even really fear it. They, like, live with it. But Right, um, right, exactly. It's yeah. complex. I mean, it, we're going to sound nuts to people who have not seen these films. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, I really thought it was creative and inventive. I don't know how scared I was. No, I wasn't film. scared. I, no, I can, but I, I definitely gave me the creeps of the mushrooms on the skin. Anything like that growing on people's Out skin, oh, it them. gets yeah, me. Was... It gives me the the willies, and then her like picking them out of her skin. Ugh, it it definitely got the uh, the gross face from me. It felt so. It, felt it was like effective. A, a giant advertisement for psilocybin because they really <laughs> seem to be. I mean, it looked like a romp. It looked like I'd want to eat those mushrooms. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. They were like immune. If they ate the mushroom, they had like kind of an immunity to this body consuming fungus. So they they kind of take this communion. They have to sacrifice things to get the communion. There was a tree of life that may have been the dead mother. There was a lot going on in this film, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Um, they either the filmmakers themselves weren't a hundred percent sure what was going on or they failed to execute what they thought was going on. Parts of it were a little, you know, the message was like on the nose, but on the other hand, like I thought 
it was there was some pretty good special effects, some really great camera work, a couple amazing performances. The, at the start, Bolster when the guy, when script. the male ranger is lost in the woods and he's shining the flashlight around in the trees, very effective, very scary. And we haven't seen the creatures yet. And they're like stalking him. All that super effective. Uh, I was like, oh, this is this is solid. And then unfortunately, uh, they kind of commit the horror movie error of showing the creature in full pretty early on in the movie, and then you become desensitized to it. Yeah, that was my problem with it, is that the reveal was too quick. But, but pretty solid. Overall, I was entertained by the movie. Me too, yeah. I, and I, like, I liked it. I like small budget. I like seeing what people could pull off. Um, again, I don't even know if it was small budget. It's because it's from South Africa, but... Um, I thought it was creative, I, and I thought that they pulled off a lot of the a lot of the stuff. However, um, this is a scare challenge, and we're yes, writing it. And on I'm screams. not entirely sure it scared me. Yeah, it definitely unsettled me. Like I said, the body horror stuff. Ooh, it got it got me uh, for sure. That's a pretty effective one for me. Okay, and uh, anything involving an ancient being in a forest, I'm going to sign up for that. I'm going to give a bonus points for whatever that uh, that presence was in the forest that. Uh, you know, the Baron said live there forever. I'm going to give it, uh, gosh, I'll give it three, three and a half uh, hallucinogenic spores. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. Adam, your thoughts? I'm going to give it, because it's just scare factor alone, I'm going two green compost bins. I wasn't that scared. Okay. As a movie, what would you rate it separately? As a movie, what would I rate it separately? Like, I don't know. I've, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's not the type of movie I seek out, so I enjoyed the new experience, but I don't know. B plus. <laughs> okay. I will give it um let me see. I will give it three and a half mower bags. And so you found uh, it scarier I'm... than Emily Rose. Both of you found this scarier than Emily Rose. Oh, definitely. I, I yeah. It, atmospherically definitely. it had better dread the st- uh the stuff in the great. forest at night. Was spooky with the creatures. Um, I like the creatures, even being, though you're saying they were a ripoff. I thought they looked kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, and they it were, was, they were, I thought they executed them well. And yeah, they were scared. Like if you were in the forest and those things were clicking around and, and going after you, it'd be scary. Yeah. All right. All right. Third movie. Yeah, the third movie, um, The Descent. Uh, I think around the same time as uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, probably 2005. And uh, this is a a movie that Andrew brought. It's about a group of women who uh, go exploring a a set of caves and end up being stalked by these strange uh, cave humanoid golem creature things. Uh, This was a pretty popular movie and also uh, led to a second one and a tweet that blew up from Andrew. Let's not forget forget Andrew's tweet. (laughs) Andrew got uh, had one of his biggest tweets of all time talking about this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was twenty one thousand likes? No, or something 32, like 32, 33,000. Um, wow. Yeah, I was. Surprised. Did you get a bump from that bad boy? Did you get a lot of followers? No, never. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, 
Listen, uh, if you like horror movies, you'll love The Descent because it's got every trope they ever could think of all packed into one, like a schizophrenic, be... greedy filmmaker who just wants more, 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 more all the time with yeah. no real direction <laughs> or style his own, just copying whatever he saw like a teenage boy on the internet playing horror movie. So, Adam, what did you think of it? One, there was... All of that you just said, and two, you have changed your label on the uh, on the Zoom screen to the descent is fucking trash. And yeah, Adam so texted Katie, me that he I, wanted his his rental fee. He wanted to be I reimbursed on iTunes, and I want that money back from Andrew because I'm not getting it back. Absolutely not. It's a British film. Adam hates British films. I love the British. I love the British, and that's just a fool thing that Ben said. Um, <laughs> I said to Katie when it was done, it was like a teenage boy figured out how to get around parental lock on the internet. And he had like two <laughs> hours before they caught him. And so he just Googled every dark thing he had ever wanted what to see. What are you talking and put about? It on his fucking you, film. Not at all. There's two, there's two uh, horror conflicts in the movie. The first half of the movie is the cave system itself. The women are exploring the cave. It's incredibly claustrophobic. It's scary. They realize they're in... They're in an uncharted system of caves. They did not file a, a report so that, you know, people can't find them when they do end up lost in the caves. Ha even at that midpoint in the movie, it's already an effectively scary movie. If the movie was only that for the remainder of the movie, it would be a thriller. It would be a solid thriller. It would be it would be great. And then halfway through the movie, they uncover these monsters who dwell down in this cave system and it ratchets it up to this other level. It yeah. is those two... Uh, ingredients that that make it an amazing horror movie. It's well, not like say, every I, bad I, thing. It's not like there also there's a demon and there's like a guy with a machete. It is it is it is not like a smorgasbord of things. It is I, I just say, those two things. Andrew, you've won the challenge. This is the scariest film by far on this challenge. So you win on that. However, I found it to be trash and like the the main reason that I can tell you this movie sucks in my opinion is the unnecessary pathos that this guy injects into it as if like like the first scene is a car crash a year before where the woman's kid dies out the gates and her husband dies and it's like oh no and then cut to a year later they're spelunking illegally and that had nothing. It, you didn't fucking need that at all. Then they manipulated a backstory where one of the other girls spelunking had cheated with her past husband. None of that shit was necessary. It was them trying to be like, here's some layers of actual like script, right, guys? No, it was just fucking superfluous bullshit. I, I disagree. I thought it like it humanized uh, not only the main woman Sarah, but the other women, her friends, and uh, that woman Juno who had the affair. With her humanized, and you know what she did to Juno at the end? Gave, Come on, bro. <laughs> well, she at was that humanized? point, she was she was absolutely unhinged. By that point, she came out of that blood pool like a different person. She came out of that blood pool more like a creature than than a, a person. She'd been broken and pushed beyond her point, and she was able to be broken and pushed past that point because she was already extremely fucked up in the head from 
the yeah, trauma that of that my, car accident okay, without the trauma the, of that the car hat accident. On a hat on a hat of the car accident. Okay, but wait, wait. I as much as I love watching you two just fucking horror movie beat each other with <laughs> sticks while I while I stand <laughs> off on the side. I want to. I I'm kind of in the middle. I do think they tried to jam a lot of personality archetypes, like. It was a little bit tropey. I also thought it's incredibly insensitive to take your friend who has PTSD, surely from watching her husband and her daughter die horrifically, to then jamming her into a cave you've never explored <laughs> before. Spoiler alert. But that that would be incredibly shitty. Well, that's to do. why but she that was is such the a point bad of- character while they justified killing her off, I guess. But that was, yeah, that character did make choices like that. But they had already established that this group of women. They were thrill-seeking athletes. It was not like this came out of a left field to the point where she, like, she was an expert climber. They talked about how she was a daring climber. We see her at the very beginning of the movie, whitewater rafting. This it it tracked with me that a year later they wanted to convene and kind of do something fun, and then this woman Juno selfishly chose the thrill-seeking instead of the more touristy established cavern. She did not sell. Sarah on the idea of going to a dangerous uncharted cavern. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. I mean, that's just a shit thing to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was a bad. Yeah. She was a bad person. The real question I have is with the movie is the movie is kind of asking where you line up uh, on the, her decision at the end to drive an ice axe through Juno's leg right. because of the things that she's done. She she had an affair with the woman's husband. She killed her best friend Beth and kind of lied about. That uh, was an accident. It was a and total accident. Beth lied about it. Like that's here's what I thought. People will have responded to your tweet because you talked about how you showed your daughter it and it was so scary. And that was very funny. What what was the shocking thing is that you would show this example of misogyny to your daughter <laughs> because this was just like let's take these six seven women throw them in a cave and have all of them behave cowardly and ugly two sisters pair off and they're like forget her one girl gets accidentally killed <laughs> lies about juno doing it as an accident she's like she did this to me we all saw it was an accident it was just like and i, re- I had to look it up afterwards it's like oh of course a fucking man wrote this movie like it, i found every Adam depiction would have liked of the woman something more woke that when they get down there and they get trapped in there they all just go down on each other for an exceptionally long <laughs> thank amount of you time. it's a horror movie i You're absolutely terrified. disagree they are competent they don't need a yeah, man no, it's, there it's is a no fucking feminist awesome man film, andrew uh necessary in the movie what all of their reactions completely track with the situation they're not they get down there and tear each other apart, and then one decides one, the other should die because she cheated on her <laughs> husband with. They don't. They don't tear each other apart. This is so enjoyable. The one accidentally <laughs> kills the other one, and then at the very end, the unhinged one leaves her to die uh, and wounds her with the with the axe through uh, the knee. And the movie kind of asks you where you line up on it. It definitely does not track like. Oh, look at this catty reality show vibe. That is not no, the, the vibe one, the one of the interactions at all. The one that was actually killed and lied about the accident before she died off to her friend, thus being like, go murder, go avenge me. That was a lie. That didn't happen. We all saw that. The two sisters ran off and were like, fuck what him. What do you mean? She did, abandon- she did kill her and abandon her. And <laughs> no, Juno okay. lied to Sarah and said that the creatures got her. She I in no way said, <laughs> she in no way said, 
I accidentally killed her. I made sure she was dead and left her. No, she well, absolutely I, lies know, about guys, killing her. I am rarely speechless, but this has been enjoyable. <laughs> this they, they, both they called really Peter Jackson and they said, do you have any of the shittier orcs we could use for cave people? <laughs> what are you talking? Those effects are great. Those are great practical but effects. They They're scary. They They're gross. They are. They are golems, though. They're like super, super golems. But golem being it was CGI and these are like a great practical effect. I do also get that horror movie. I'm not a total square. Horror movies are like where gratuity reigns and that's what's kind of fun. But so many close-ups of like a spike to the head oh, and a fountain so of gory. blood. So... At, one point, at one point they showed an orc <laughs> creature from behind and he They're either crawlers. shit or came. It was like this gratuitous, like, here's some fluid spilling out of this guy's crotch. <laughs> they kind of like <laughs> kept barfing up the slime. Uh... And there's a scene where I one barfs it, up the slime on her head. She's like lying there uh, hiding so and it like bleh, bleh. it is so gory. And <laughs> so I'll tell this story real quick. But my daughter, who's 12, has been on a real horror movie kick. And she's so, you know, we're trying to show her some tame 12 year old appropriate horror movies. <laughs> and she, the, none of them are scaring her at all. And she was been complaining about it and. Uh, she'd be like, I want to watch it. I want to watch, you know, she wants to watch scarier stuff. And then uh, I was kind of holding off. And then she watched all of the Fear Street movies with her mom, uh, which I watched like part of the first one. I was like, this is lame. I'm not going to finish these. But uh, they're like rated R content. A woman gets her head put through a bread slicer. It's definitely like a uh, a rated R level of and horror. And I know Andrew's like nap time. Snooze <laughs> <laughs> <Just> fast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my daughter was like, oh, yeah, it was like nothing. It was like not scary or anything. And I was like, all right, you want to watch a scary movie? Let's jump to the front of the line. If you want to be actually scared, we'll watch my favorite horror movie, the descent. And she was so in that scared. moment, you, st you stopped being a father. You became an older brother. You went yeah. from father to older brother instantaneously. Yeah, she was so scared. She couldn't leave the room to go get water afterward. Now I, she didn't need water because you kept letting her have sips off your Heineken. <laughs> cool uh, brother. But I, I regretted it. And then like all 12 year olds, the next uh, day in the, in the shelter of sunlight, she was like, uh, it really wasn't that scary, you know. It had a, a couple gross parts. I was like, sure, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. I told Katie that you showed that to Amelia, and she didn't even. La she looked like she was shocked. She was just not, <laughs> not Look, even like. It was can a you believe poor, what Andrew did. Just it was a poor, and shocked. It was a poor choice. Uh, <laughs> I watched it uh, while incredibly high. Oh great! I accidentally took too much of an edible. Jesus again. Christ! This is a running theme. <laughs> this podcast has layers, and lately yeah, it's the next crawl challenge: an intervention for Ben and his <laughs> yeah. fucking edibles habit. And I love that it's accidentally got too high the last six times in a row. <laughs> Oops, I, I tripped so I tripped on a caramel and ate it. <laughs> so I I just bit into a 10 milligram one. I ate I, what I thought was half of it, probably a little more. And then uh and then it, for some reason I'm just very susceptible to these things. So I was real stoned and the claustrophobic parts at first got me. I agree that, with that. that I, I agree I with did that. not like that and it caused me to panic. Then when the creatures started coming out, I, I just 
blurted out to myself, it's like Lord of the Nuva Rings or like, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, but, shit. that's perfect. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, it, so uh, it, I, I'm in the middle. I thought it had some, tro- you know, you, you can't have a horror movie without an, a very gruesome compound fracture. It had that. Yeah. Um, and then the resetting scene of that was disgusting. The throat being ripped out was pretty cool uh, by the, the, the creature on the ceiling. Yeah. That was. Oh, that Ben, was, are you looking for horror movie tropes? This one literally has every one of them. It was, it was good. I mean, there's only so many uh, ways you can kill a person. We don't have to call them tropes. They're just uh, ways to kill people when you're a, a <laughs> subterranean monster. What do you, do you want? Some kind of like home alone trap with like yeah, micro machines that, or something? Seen that? They're going to bite. They're going to claw that, your dude. throat out. Let's do a horror home alone and I guarantee we're richer for having done it. <laughs> oh, a horror home alone where Kevin is left in a cave. Oh, His family we're gonna, forgets he's I'll, down well, Let's there. get into the. I'll, we can discuss that uh, next. But first, let's rate uh, The Descent. <laughs> I give it easily. It's my favorite horror movie. One of my favorite movies overall. Uh, hands down. Wow. I give it wow. five out of five. Uh, ice axes through a crawler's skull easily. Okay. Adam? I It was definitely most, you know, the, the scares were effective, but and the claustrophobia really scared me. And the horror trope of, like, something suddenly appearing scared me several times. But it got so gratuitous that after 40 minutes, I was laughing at, like, what lengths this film will go to. that's kind of part of horror movies. But, <laughs> but yeah. no, you're right. Okay. You're right. It is, like, it is kind of the horror experience of, like, I'm scared. Now, okay, this is fucking fun. What, how, how over the top are they going to be? And then they got so over the top, I was, like, disgusted. So I... <laughs> you ate till you got it, full and then the you scariest. kept eating. So I give it um, three out of four... No, three, three and a half out of five misogynistic bad that is such an interesting i've watched this with many many women and women who will not hesitate to remark on misogyny and sexism in movies they've never never once have i heard that it's an interesting i would love to hear our listeners uh take on that as well i didn't i didn't i didn't despise it i didn't uh i also didn't it wasn't my favorite ever but i also was i enjoyed it and i found some good scares um, I will give it, um, uh, I will give it 3.75. Okay. Very technical. White out <laughs> contact lenses. <laughs> I will give it, um, and I think that that's, um, I think that that, I think that it was effective. I, I hated the, the, the girl who was into like extreme stuff at the beginning. I immediately was like, you know, she's going to die pretty early in the movie. Terrible. Yeah. Like she comes down and she's like, I'm doing so fast down the line. Cause I'm extreme <laughs> and I do extreme <laughs> stuff. I just, that kind of thing. But for the most part, I thought it's an effective horror movie. It was, there was some very scary parts and honestly, I'm going to rate them in order. Here we go. I'm going to rate them uh, number three, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. For scariness. Number two, yes, for scariness. And Christian propaganda. Number two, Gaia. And then number one, The Descent. That would be my I think we all agree in the scariness. I think we all agree. That. I think we all agree. It's just the way that we got to this point of agreement that is so different. And I'm glad <laughs> that we did this challenge. I think it did make the world better because it's fun to be scared and, and be outside yourself. It was fun to watch it's horror Halloween. movies with my wife it, it, together. But... 
it's damaged the relationship with me and Andrew. The fact that this is his favorite film, <laughs> not just favorite horror movie, but his favorite movie, I don't want to collaborate with Andrew on projects now. <laughs> this Look, every movie about... can't be a Wes Anderson film. There are and other types the of movies. There There's other cave, styles of filmmaking. It's an adorable cave, and it's symmetrical. Yeah. It, there's just like a little music box playing, and instead of goblin creatures, it's like fuzzy puppets that jump out and, and uh, sell and your kinks. homemade licorice sticks or something. Yes. This That'd be says great. a lot about you, about you both. That uh, The episode where I made you both fight each other wasn't the one where you got heated. <laughs> and that one that tested your friendship, it was the one about horror movies. And this is the one that could break this. You body. did it. Ben, ben, Ben's episode. Revenge. Ben's Revenge. Cruel, revenge. Cruel and quick. I caused an argument. I watched a bunch more movies. I know Ben watched some bonus movies, too. We're going to discuss those yep. on the Patreon if you want to check that out. Uh, there's and plenty I'm, of bonus I'm content. I love you. I will collaborate on no, Home no, no, Alone. No, 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 no. The damage done. Damage done. No, Home Alone the Cave I want in on. <laughs> <laughs> it's adult Macaulay Culkin. He's gotten lost in a caving system. Ancient Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are stalking him through this cave system. He's got the Legos. He's got, <laughs> he's got the micro machines. He's got a he's water got slide yeah. to a pool underneath where they land safely, but kind of fucked up. The descent meets he, Home Alone. he's got a shingle with a nail in it. I love it. I love it all. It's the but... descent alone. Check it out. <laughs> All uh, right. This was a this, this was, was a fun episode. Fun. I too think it I will definitely keep watching horror movies. Oh, Adam, yeah. do you think you I've been, will? I've been binging uh, them all, all yeah, month. Yeah, if they're good, I think I'll, oh, I'll Jesus let, fucking I'll ask, Christ. I'll ask Ben, oh I guess, God. for recommendations now. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Uh, let's take a break. We're going to listen to stand up. All right. From our live show that takes place the last Saturday of the month at the Bug Theater. We're going to do something we've never done before. Let's play a clip we've already played on the show because A, it's from Deborah D. Giovanni, one of the funniest comedians anywhere, anytime. And B, it's the perfect clip for this show and I want to hear it again. I think it's a good move. So this is Deborah D. Giovanni doing one of our favorite clips from our live show and in the meantime, if you want to check out our merch store, we have all new merch. People were clamoring for it and we needed to update it. So that link's going to be in the show notes if you want to check that out and we'll be back with more show. We'll be back uh, with next episode's challenge and uh, uh, some more of this argument, I'm sure. So stick around. So fucking mad. <laughs> One of the reasons I don't want to die, one of the reasons I don't want to die is because I don't want the coroner to know what my last meal was. Do you know what I mean? I don't need to be judged in that moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? They opened me up and they're like, it was just Oreos. It was just Oreos. That is it's probably what killed her. That's, that's probably what's going to take me. I'm going to, you can put money on it now. I'm not going to lie. I got to say, that'll be the COD, the cause of death. That's what that means, the COD. I watch a lot of shows. I watch a lot of shows about murder. I'm going to, probably too many, to be honest. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because now I got to say, a lot of cuckoo going in. So now cuckoo coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Starting to leak out of me. It happens. You can't. I cannot put all the horror and the scary things into my brain and think I'm going to live a happy life. You know what I'm talking about? So now I've started to make like um, everyday or like just regular life occurrences into horror movies in my own head. Like, okay, do you ever do this? Do you ever like need a snack so you have like a handful of peanut butter? Do you know what I mean? Like a full, like a four finger right in. Oh, a twist, a twist. And then right up to the top. Let me say something to you. This is, that is nature's spoon right there. Do you see this? 
first of all, no dishes, and you're fucking welcome. Do you understand what I'm saying? So many, I can start a magazine. It's so good. But have you ever done this? Warm hand, cold peanut butter? Fuck off. Are you joking? There's never a better day in your life, right? <laughs> you're all gonna do it tomorrow, and you're welcome. Your wife will leave you, but who cares? Now, here's the thing. I don't care. Now listen, do you ever do this though? Do you ever open the jar of peanut butter and you panic because you don't recognize the tracks in the peanut butter jar? <laughs> do you ever do that? Do you ever open it up and you're all like, <laughs> oh God, I don't remember that scoop. <laughs> Who took that scoop? And you assume someone has broken into your house and they've been living in your crawl space waiting to murder you. Because I gotta tell you, that's what I would do if I was gonna murder someone. I'd have some fucking peanut butter. Do you know what I mean? A little protein. (laughs) And we are back. What an episode. And what a quiet house I've been left in. Adam and Ben are gone, leaving me to do the most fun part of every episode, the outro credits and all of the business. They left me a stack of their personal plugs to go through. (laughs) And let me just tell you, absolutely not. If you want to know where those two assholes are performing, Google their names. I am not plugging that. Uh, What I would like to plug, though, is our show, The Grolics. You're probably familiar with it if you're listening to this podcast. But maybe you haven't been to the Grolix Live show post-pandemic. And uh, what I want to tell you, old guard, is that we finally have a sweet start time. It starts at 8 p.m. The biggest complaint pre-pandemic Grolix was that it started super late. It started at like 11 at night. But now it starts at 8 p.m., So there's never been a better time to come check it out. And for those of you who have been attending, you rule. We love we love seeing you. I love meeting new people coming to the show, uh, especially new fans of this podcast. It's very cool to hear fans of the podcast uh, hooting when we mention the podcast. So thank you, new listeners and especially listeners who come check us out goofing around live and on stage. Uh, We have some additional bonus content on Patreon where Ben and I chat about more horror movies. If you have horror movie suggestions for us to watch, drop us a line. Let us know what we should be watching because I have become numb to being scared by these movies. So check us out on social media. Uh, We're all over at Grolix Comedy. Drop us a line. Give us your scary movie wrecks. I probably already seen them, but hopefully not. Surprise me with something. Big thanks to our hunched laboratory assistant, Ron DeShears Doyle. Thank you very much, Ron. A lot of people uh, think of this podcast as the monster when it is, in fact, Ron's monster, uh, if you want to be correct (laughs) with it. Uh, You could say hi, Ron. Ben and Adam are here to be mean to you. So if you want to chime in. That's right. I can talk now. There's room. Yeah, We got the house to ourselves. We can do anything we want. It's like home alone. We're ordering pizza. I'm pretending to shave. Uh, (laughs) It rules. Uh, Also, huge shout out uh, to the spectral Charlie Continental Mm, uh, providing our theme song. What are we going to do next episode? I guess I get to choose this challenge because there's no one to say otherwise. We can do whatever I want, which is why we will be playing a Magic the Gathering tournament. You heard it here first. <laughs> They're not going to play it. They no, they it. would never let me do that. Instead, our next episode is going to air around Thanksgiving. So I'm thinking it's time to dethrone Ben from his 
throne of baking lies. Those of you who have heard every episode know that Ben won the last baking challenge, which is absolute unfiltered horseshit, and it needs to be corrected. Ben needs to have his crown taken away from him. So it's going to involve baking. It's going to involve Thanksgiving. It's going to involve us somehow trying to get along at a at a dinner table. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but in the meantime, Ben would normally say something to uh, wrap up the episode, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to give Ben the satisfaction sitting there in Jacksonville playing scratcher tickets or whatever he's doing. I'm just going to end the episode. Check us out online and on our Patreon, and we'll see you next episode. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> 